This is the Money Talks podcast with Michael Campbell. Arrogance and ignorance. Well, that's a heck of a combination, but both were on full display at COP26 and in the broader climate change debate in Canada. You know, the response I've received from stating, I guess it's, yeah, I get it, from nearly three years, that there's no plan to obtain or produce necessary raw materials to transition to renewable energy and electric vehicles makes it pretty clear that asking for specifics is not popular among many people who actually consider themselves climate activists. At the risk of being too blunt, I think that's absurd. I mean, if we're serious about the transition, then shouldn't we be demanding specific details as to how, accompl- how to accomplish it? You know, three w- weeks ago, I had a fascinating conversation with one of Canada's top energy analysts, Eric Nuttall, who stated that energy, the energy ignorance so in evidence in the climate crusade is going to lead to serious consequences. I mean, we're already seeing the beginning in the form of rising prices for coal or oil, diesel, natural gas in Europe, the UK and China as a direct result of government policies. I mean, you know, you notice yourself, gasoline prices across North America are near record highs. And while there'll be the occasional price relief, a little dip, the upward trend in prices is going to resume, primarily because global energy demand is going to continue to grow right through this decade and into the next. But supply is not going to keep pace because investors and companies aren't putting their capital towards increased production. So presto, higher prices. I mean, it's economics 101. More demand meets less supply and prices rise. Now, keep in mind, while significantly higher prices for things like gasoline and home heating may cause you some distress, climate emergency advocates celebrate it because higher prices may reduce demand. Unfortunately, though, the majority of the world's population actually can't afford it. Even in Western countries, we're going to have tens of millions of low-income families and individuals who are going to have serious financial trouble with higher costs to heat their homes or drive their cars or take public transit. But on top of the increased prices, for virtually every good because transportation costs are increasing thanks to rising fuel costs. But the higher prices won't be a problem for the government officials or the business heavyweights or Hollywood stars, international NGOs and others among the over 30,000 who went to COP26. I mean, these are the creme de la creme of the elites, the likes of Bill Gates who left his 1.8 million euro a week yacht rental to take a private jet to Glasgow. Or the head of BlackRock, Jamie Dimon, the executives of major corporations from Apple to J.P. Morgan to Goldman Sachs, who all sit in the board of the World Economic Forum and attended the Build Back Better COP26 in Glasgow. No, they are not going to have a problem, even if energy costs rise double digits. But another question on ending the use of fossil fuels. Haven't heard it. You know, for all the talk of renewable energy and electric vehicles, have you? Have you heard Prime Minister Trudeau? President Biden or climate czar John Kerry, Greta Thunberg, anybody in Extinction Rebellion, talk about how we're going to replace the thousands of goods made with petroleum. I mean, things like even hazmat suits recently, cement, lubricants, rubber, some medicines, fertilizers. Literally thousands of products that, as Eric Nuttall points out, represent 40% of all oil consumption. What's a realistic time frame? for replacing all of those items. And speaking of fertilizer, I wonder how many people at COP26 or cheerleaders in the media or the educational establishment who cheerlead for policies that now we see guarantee higher oil prices. I wonder if they understand that petroleum is a significant component of fertilizer and the recent spike in prices is gonna hurt food supply.
Yeah, I know. I've been talking about that for over, what, a year and a half as a byproduct of the pandemic restrictions and supply chain problems. But I'll tell you, the rise in oil prices, which are a direct result of government policy, are going to exacerbate the food problem. This week, executives of CF Industries, they're owners of the world's largest nitrogen-based fertilizer facility, declared that already a shortage of nitrogen fertilizer is getting so acute that farmers will be forced to scale back its use. That'll lower uh, corn yields, pushing up the price of food even further. The CEO of Yara International, that's Norway's biggest fertilizer uh, plant, he went further and stated that the energy crunch has made fertilizer too expensive to produce and went on to say, in quotes, I'm afraid we're going to have a food crisis. Well, maybe I'm wrong, but I do not see any indication that people pushing an end to the use of oil and other fossil fuels, which has resulted in scaled back investment, which guarantees higher prices as demand increases, have any idea about the impact on things like fertilizer and food availability. I mean, this is literally going to kill people in the developing world. And here's a forecast. I'll elaborate, elaborate on this at a later date, but higher food prices or worse, scarcity, along with higher energy prices, are going to be the catalyst for massive social and political unrest. Even the New York Times has started to notice, ran a headline story this week in quotes, Europe fears that rising costs of climate action is stirring anger. Well, they're remembering the yellow vest movement. Well, wait till they add in soaring food costs. My point is that while I don't doubt the sincerity of the climate emergency crowd, they give me no reason to think they understand the consequences of demanding an end to fossil fuel investment without an alternative ready to meet the world's growing energy appetite. Subscribe to the Money Talks with Michael Campbell podcast for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you get your on-demand audio for the complete show, daily podcasts, and more.